there. Welcome to the Jill Cruz podcast. This is Jill Cruz. And today I had a fascinating conversation with my friend and colleague, Risa Gunnell. Now, Risa is a couple and family therapist, but she takes a very unique approach to this. And it's it's awesome. Like you're going to hear about it in the podcast today. But one example of Risa's unique approach is that she believes that conflict is a positive tool that we can use in our relationships. So we're pretty much taught that conflict is bad. And, you know, you don't want to get into a bunch of arguments with your spouse or your, you know, whoever your your partner is or your fam- people in your family. And actually what Risa is saying is, no, conflict is a tool, is a vehicle for having more intimacy, more connection with each other. And so if we keep thinking it's bad, we're not going to make that progress. And she believes that no relationship should aspire to have no conflict because then you're not going to get that level of intimacy. So what she says in this podcast, and she talks about the six different aspects of a relationship or, or really, you know, being aware of yourself that can help you to do conflict well. I love that do conflict well. So Reese is going to tell us all about that today in the episode. And we're going to talk about other cool things around relationship and self-esteem. It's a, it's a fantastic episode. You're going to learn a lot. And Reese's voice is just so soothing. And, you know, you can tell she's just a really good, loving support for her clients. Enjoy. Hello, Risa. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me here today, Jill. It's it's really great to chat with you. Yes, it it always is great to talk with you as well. And I always learn so much from you. So I'm super excited about this conversation. And I thought we could start by me just asking you, what's going on with you? Like, is there something in your work right now that's really has you super excited that you want to share with others? Sure. It's a great question because my work is never dull. <laughs> you know, I, I see couples in my office every day, um, you know, struggling with their relationship, wanting to make it stronger. And that's no small task in our society today and in in all we've gone through, through the pandemic and so on. And, you know, what's really exciting to me that I'm really focusing on is how we all struggle with conflict. Like every couple that comes to me says two things primarily. We struggle to communicate and we're arguing about the same things over and over again. Mm. And what I'm really focusing on now is the fact that conflict is what leads us to intimacy. Mm. That No relationship is free of conflict. It's inherent to our connections, to our relationships. And one of the things I I generally say to my clients is I have no interest in promoting a relationship that's free of conflict. (laughs) Is that even possible? (laughs) First of all, it's not possible. And a lot of the times the couples who come to me saying, you know, we really don't argue very much, but it's just kind of dead. Like there's, you know, 
Well, part of the reason is there's no conflict. <laughs> they're, mm. they're most likely being too polite, too kind, too avoidant of conflict. Yeah. And so in some ways, the work that I need to help them do is learn how to actually disagree, actually engage mm. with each other, to have their thoughts, feelings, opinions, and so on really known. And so, yeah, that's it's really exciting to me because I think... I think it's something that most of us have no idea how to do and certainly not how to do it well. Mm -hmm. It being conflict, right? Yeah. Wow. The concept that you can do it well. I want to hear more about that. So, but first I'm just wondering, like, what is conflict? Like, you know, how do you define it? I think that'd be really helpful to to start with that because um, for some people that may just be their they're functioning like that and they're not even realizing that it's conflict, like in either side, right? The people who barely, you know, they have that avoidance or that apathy. And then other people who maybe conflict is just like <laughs> their default functioning. I'm sure you see people like sure, that too. Sure. Yeah. Where every comment is something conflictual or they jump on everything you say and disagree, argue, whatever. But, you know, conflict, it's really kind of a a broad term, right? But what I mean when I say conflict is the discord, is when there's a mismatch between Mm -hmm. what I am either saying or doing or trying to convey even non-verbally and what the other person is picking up on. Okay. Hmm. So, so discord could even be something as simple as, as something that happened between me and my husband the other day. And I'll give you this example. Okay. So we were driving in the car and I was listening to Billy Joel radio on Sirius XM. Cause I have three months of it free. <laughs> I've never had that before. And I'm listening to Billy Joel radio and what song comes on, but just the way you are. Well, that was our wedding song. And so I looked over at him and I said, hey, this is our wedding song. And he said, uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> okay. Discord can look like that. For me, right. I was turning to him and saying this to him as a way of seeking connection. You know, a warm moment. Wow, this is our wedding song. He responded with, uh-huh. That's discord. That's disconnection. Yeah. That's a mismatch. Very simple mm-hmm. example, but yeah. that mismatch can set off fireworks in different situations, mm. right? And then there's yeah. the more obvious things of disagreeing. I see it this way, you see it right. that way. Right. Yeah, that's why I wanted to ask that question because I was just thinking there's a lot of stuff that gets brushed under the carpet, right, under the rug. Um, like, you know, if you weren't who you are and in, at your level of your knowledge and understanding about this, you might just feel hurt and just not say anything, right? Like that, I could see that happening over and over again. And somebody might not view that as conflict. Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. And and there are times when, so if we take that example that you're giving Jill of, let's say I had just been hurt and not said anything, then I'm... I might constantly or repeatedly be taking on that kind of hurt and not saying anything. And that's unhealthy for me, right? Right. And we all know that even emotional hurts go somewhere. 
go into the body comes out in other ways. So it is really important. And that's one of the reasons why I'm doing the work that I do to help those who frequently don't speak up in a situation to find their voice. Mm. And I'll, I'll say oh, it in gosh. this way. It's, it's a quote, actually, from Carol Gilligan, a well-known psychotherapist. She says, there is no relationship without voice, and there is no voice without relationship. Mm. It's kind of, take a moment, you know, a pause and think yeah. about what that means. If one person in a relationship has no voice, doesn't speak up, doesn't say anything, or is suppressed from speaking up and saying anything, there's really no connection. There's really no relationship there. Mm. And vice versa. Without there being a relationship where I'm, where each person is open and willing to hear the other person's perspective, experiences, thoughts, needs, feelings, and so on, there is no voice. It's like a tree falls um, in the woods. Is that, you know, is it right. to hear it? There has to be both. There has to be both. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ooh. This is good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But I like it. And and I think just, you know, in particular, this podcast is really geared toward women is like, I think that's generally speaking women. I mean, I'm sure men do it too all the time. It's probably just a different way of manifesting. Like if I could, you know, guess it would be, you know, a lot of times men might react with fear. I mean, with anger, and then the female might just not express. I'm sure there's all kinds of scenarios, but I do see that women tend to not express. We we don't express ourselves. I think, you know, the voice gets smashed down more. Yeah. I'll, I'll use this word. I think. Well, any minority group in our patriarchal society is the side that typically loses their voice. Mm. So certainly women, minorities, racially and otherwise. Yeah. So marginalized. Yeah, marginalized. Um, people. Wow. So. And that's a big part of, sorry, that's a big part of what I aim to do and the work that I do with the couples I see, which is to uh, undo the patriarchy one couple at a time. Right? Oh, yes. <laughs> you speak in my language. <laughs> I love it. Did you come up with that? Undo the patriarchy. <laughs> One couple at a time. It's just how I see it, you know? Well, I, I'm so I'm so excited that you use that term because I think I've shied away from look, I have a man, he's my husband, I have brothers, I have a father. Like I don't hate men and I know that's that's not, you know, but I've shied away from using that term because I don't want people to think that I'm somehow bashing men and I'm I'm not doing that. What I'm, what I'm trying to do is empower women. And through that, we all benefit. We all get better relationships or better, you know, relationship for me, it's especially like our relationships with food or our bodies. So I love that. No, I, I, I think that's a common misunderstanding when the term patriarchy is used because patriarchy doesn't help men very much either. The men are in a lot of pain right. as well. Yes. It's more yes. about the balance of power and equality and that right. and so on. I won't go on my soapbox there. 
but uh, you know, helping helping people and especially women find their voice and um, be able to do conflict in better ways means mm-hmm. strengthening relationships, oh. and that's you know, our relationships impact our health. Yeah. For sure. Directly. I mean, this is huge. People who are in healthy, loving relationships live longer. They have fewer cardiovascular episodes. Loneliness is a significant contributing factor to medical health struggles, right? Yeah. I think um, Vivek Murthy, the Surgeon General, talks all about that. Yeah. I think I was reading recently about dementia, about that relating loneliness, increasing the risk of dementia, which is not something you might put together. It's, but. it's not. But if you think about it, we are social beings. We are meant, we are born to be in connection with others. Mm. And so it, when that is taken away or when that is um, diminished or our isolation is increased like it had been during the pandemic, hopefully we're coming out of it now more, Yeah, that direct link makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned earlier, I think a few times about doing it well, like doing conflict well. Uh, we have to hear about that. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot. There is but... a lot. I, I don't know that I'll be able to go into all of it, but I'll give you an overview. Okay. I, there's something I, I have created, I'll say, called the intimacy circuit, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone wants more intimacy and Conflict is a part of that, but there are six elements to doing conflict well. So I'm going to just go through the six really, really quickly. The first is okay. you're having a strong sense of your own self-worth, self-esteem, which I could talk about for days, right? Yes, I've heard you, you talk about it. I've learned a lot from you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so self-esteem is one element. The second element is boundaries, both emotional mm. and physical boundaries. The third element is accountability, accountability for our own actions. Vulnerability is the fourth. Empathy is the fifth, which is really a skill that can be learned. Mm -hmm. And the sixth is connection or repair, really understanding how to repair when there has been a mismatch, right? So when I turned to my husband and said, hey, this is our wedding song, and he replied with, "Uh uh-huh, I did bring up to him that that was a mismatch for me, that that bothered me. And Mm -hmm. he sought repair with me, right? He said, oh my gosh, I was so distracted by whatever else was going on in his mind at the time that I did. I just responded to it like you were saying the sky was blue. And I'm sorry, I I get it now Mm -hmm. that you were reaching out to me to try and connect and have a warm moment. And I'm sorry I missed it. Mm. But that's a skill. That's a skill. Someone else sitting in his shoes, and it certainly happened between us, would, is, would get defensive, right? Uh-huh. Well, that's a break in being accountable uh-huh. when someone gets defensive. So all these six elements go together, but it's kind of you know something I can go into deeply in, in all six of them. But they're all really important. Right. I, if you think about it as a circuit, which is why I've constructed it this way, an electrical circuit, when any connector is broken, right, it breaks the entire circuit. There's no energy going through, no electricity going through. And with each of these six elements, when we are 
struggling in one of those areas or our skills are lacking in one of those areas, mm-hmm. then into the intimacy we're longing for is disconnected, is broken. Whether it's to our partner, the intimacy, or our own connection with ourselves. All six mm-hmm. of those in a, of those elements apply to our relationship with ourselves, not just with other people. Right. Wow. So I can see now how what you're saying, how conflict you know, it's necessary and and it brings you closer, right? Because what happened was you said you had that moment and you've expressed your feelings and he actually was like, I'm so sorry. So after that, you kind of, you can relate to each other more. You understand each other a little bit better. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that's one of the reasons that conflict is like you said in the beginning, it's necessary. It's benefit. Like that's right. We want to embrace it. So think about it this way. way. Conflict creates the opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. Growth in the sense of understanding myself better, understanding the other person better, okay? Without conflict, a relationship stagnates and dies. Yeah, it's like apathy. It feels like apathy to me. Like if I just don't care anymore, I'm not even gonna say anything, whatever. Whatever you say, honey. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So this reminds me of something that I say all the time about our health journeys is that the mistakes are part of the process. Like without the mistake, you don't know, you don't understand that thing a little bit better, understand yourself a little bit better. It sounds like exactly the same thing. (laughs) Conflict with yourself, maybe. Conflict (laughs) with others. It's all part of the messiness of being human. No one's going through this life perfectly. Right? Yeah. We all all make mistakes. We all do things that hurt other people. We all do things that sabotage ourselves. We all do. And it's, you know, it's a skill to be able to say, okay, I see that. I get it. I'm human. I can be accountable to myself and to others for the mistakes I've made. And now I'm going to pick myself up and move along and go on with the, the next step of whatever it is mm-hmm. I'm trying to accomplish, whether it's your health journey or strengthening your relationship or, I don't know, learning how to ice skate, which is something I'm working on these days. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. So no, it's it so true. It's funny because you think, like, if you're learning how to ice skate or play guitar or whatever, you expect to make mistakes. But for some reason in relationships or, you know, in all these other journeys, somehow we've been led to believe that we don't make mistakes, it's which is so ridiculous. True. It's so true that you say that, Jill, and it's funny. I was just writing something as well. I'm working on a book. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> all right, <laughs> okay, now this is going to go out to all of your followers, and I'm really going to have to write this book because they all have just heard me say that. Okay. So, Accountability. <laughs> I was just writing about how most of us believe that Interacting in a relationship should just be easy. It should just flow. It should just come naturally. And when they struggle and I help them with skills and I say, okay, I want you to go home and I want you to practice this, whatever homework assignment I give. So many times people come back to me and say, it just felt awkward. It just felt uncomfortable. I I couldn't, no, I wasn't going to do it. And I'll be honest. I have said the same thing myself. It yes. feels clunky. It feels unnatural. I, 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 I don't like it. 
Well, the reality is any skill is awkward and uncomfortable and clunky at first. That's how our brains work, right? When you start to ride a bike, it's really awkward. It's really clunky. You have to think about every move of every limb and balancing and so on. And it's awkward and clunky until you do it enough over and over and over again. And that skill becomes, you practice it and then it becomes a trait and you no longer have to think about it anymore, right? Well, the reality is relationship skills are exactly that. Skills that need to be learned by practicing and they feel awkward and clunky at first. But with the repetition, it becomes much smoother and it becomes a trait. And how nice would it be for some of the traits that we long for in our partners to eventually become just smooth and easy? And they do over time with practice. But it's a lifelong practice too. It's a lifelong practice. Yeah, no, I can see that. And it takes commitment, right, on both sides, commitment to that practice. But the thing that's also the reality is that we all come into relationships with these traits, right? These This learned behavior, maybe we learned it from our parents or past relationships. And we kind of have to, not only do we learn new skills, we have to unlearn some of the maybe not so good exactly. stuff. <laughs> exactly. Because that makes it us, harder. Yeah, all of us have learned things that are non-relational. They're actually anti-relational. Me, me, Mm -hmm. me. I want, uh, you know, I, all the focus on I and not the focus on us or we and the ecosystem that we live in, in our relationships. So yeah, there's, there's skills to be unlearned too, that aren't as helpful if if you really want intimacy and connection. We all deserve. Yeah. Well, we all deserve. I love that. I, I think we'll, we'll end with that because we're around the time, you know, that we should be ending. But I think that message of that we deserve it is, gosh, we all need to hear that. Yeah. We all deserve to be loved and, and to love and have a healthy, you know, a functioning relationship. Yeah. We'll live longer lives and our future generations will benefit from it. Yes. Yes. Imagine that. Imagine having a relationship that you could model to your children. Not perfect, but that commitment, it sounds like, to those six factors for a healthy relationship that has conflict and and grows from it and benefits from it. I love that. Thank you so much, Risa. This has been fantastic. And I would love to have you on again because I feel like there's like this big, that was just the tip of the iceberg. It is just the tip of the iceberg, and I'd be happy to chat with you again. Awesome. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to that episode with Risa. I really enjoyed it, and I hope you got a lot out of it. If you want to learn more about Risa, you can check her out at her website, relationshipintelligencecoaching.com or just risaganel.com. And, you know, Risa is, she is very unique in that she has this gift of blending her wisdom and, and she has this, you know, very profound, quiet strength about her with relationship science. And she does it in a very empathetic way. So 
I, I just think she brings such a unique thing to the table. And I encourage you to check her out and learn more about her and learn more about how to have a good relationship. <laughs> I think it's important for our health. It's, it, I don't think, I know it's probably the most important thing for our health is our, the relationships that we have in this world. So check out Risa and learn more from her. And if you would like to learn more about us, work with your nature, wellness and weight loss, that's shortened to win weight loss. You can check us out at winweightloss.com. That's W-Y-N weightloss.com. And we do have a blog. So if you want to check out our articles, that's just forward slash blog. Thank you so much for listening today. Mm-hmm.